0: Join Rabbi Dr. Reb Mimi Feigelson as she blends stories, teachings, and spiritual direction, inspiring us to inscribe ourselves in the book of life and living. One of the world's most vibrant teachers of Hasidut, this podcast celebrates the life and teaching of Reb Mimi, an essential link in the chain of the Hasidic rabbis who preceded her. Well, welcome to Likote uh, Tfilot 35, which really does correlate to Likote Mahoran 35. And in our uh, preparation for Hanukkah, holding the space of actually Kislev and the tikkun of Kislev being sleep, the fixing of this month being sleep, um, yet again I chose one more teaching to help us negotiate, negotiate that. And um, the question I pose for us today is, do you recognize yourself when you wake up? Do we recognize ourselves when we wake up? And um, I, oh, for many years, went through life with, the, with, uh, with a vision of asking myself and asking the master of the world that no matter what happens in my life, that I would always be able to recognize myself, that no matter what journey I took and what changes um, I um, embraced in my life that I'd be able every day to wake up um, and look at myself and I'd be able to look at myself and recognize myself. And then some of us actually shared uh, last week uh, a teaching of the Pesetz uh on Parashat Vayetzeh and what does it mean to have book knowledge and what does it mean to actually have um, inner knowledge or God knowledge. Not that I'm saying that books don't have God knowledge. Uh, but what does it mean not only to intellectually know something but, uh, to, but to be able to bring it into ourselves and into our beings and the there also poses the possibility of in which until we experience certain elements of our lives we'll actually never know that who we are and that other than being strangers to other people we walk through our lives being strangers to ourselves because we don't know so many parts of who we are and we don't know what we're able and capable of and what we're able and capable of feeling and able and capable of believing or doing or seeing. We don't know until we have those experiences and we have those moments. So we can walk around actually being estranged to ourselves. Um, on the other hand though, what that meant was that life becomes this amazing scavenger hunt not only of that world outside but also of the world inside. <laughs> And there are all these treasures inside each and every one of us that are waiting to manifest in the world. And it was after learning that that teaching from the P.S.S. Nareb of, um, of 1930, that I shifted my prayer um, to praying that I, that I always surprise myself. <laughs> Meaning to say, um, look in the mirror and say, who are you? Mm-hmm. So I do want to say, I do want to say, you look familiar. I do want to say, I have a feeling that we've met before. There's something about you that I recognize, but who are you? Who are you? And it is with that that I enter into this learning today of do we recognize ourselves when we wake up? alluding to the fact that who we are when we went to sleep and who we are when we wake up are not necessarily fairly benachim and the same person. And there's a journey that we enter into and a space that we enter into that, um, that if we see our, our sleep life, I right, use that phrase, intentionally, if we see our sleep life as another component of the totality of our life, and we have a day life and we have a sleep li- life, we have a day life and we have a night life, we have what I call an open eye life and a closed eye life. And um, I'm always grateful for, for uh, Dr. Cohen when I share with him something and he'll say to me, is this your open eye life or is this your closed eye life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means like there's a different part of his mind that has to reorient itself to the content of what I'm sharing at that given moment. But I love the fact that he has a sensitivity when talking to me to continuously pose that question to me. Is this, did this happen in your, open, in your open eye life or in your closed eye life? Do we recognize ourselves when we wake up? What happened during the night? Where would we go? We talked about dreams last week. We started talking about dreams last week. And what do they tell us? And how do they inform us? And how do we work with them? And how do we read them? How do we surrender to them? Introducing, again, this notion of our sleep, our sleep life. Our sleep life, our night life, is where our faith comes into play. In our daytime, in our open eye life, we at least have an illusion of understanding. We at least have an illusion of that we have a say we have an illusion of control we have an illusion of we can interpret or evaluate or assess what's in front of us and it's when we close our eyes that we enter into the unknown it's when we close our eyes that our faith in God demands of us to enter into a realm that we don't necessarily have a say it's a it's a it's a it's um worlds and consciousnesses and palaces and realms and domains that we don't necessarily know even how to negotiate and i mean i'm smiling because i'm thinking about oh i use the word domain talking about the realm of spirit but i want to say i'm gonna say this once do not quote me ever even though it's going online here right there's a phrase i'm going to use never happened. The blessing of technology... (laughs) The blessing of technology is that it's availed us to a language that we are comfortable with. And our challenge as rabbis and as teachers is going to realign the content of, of those concepts. So when you say domain, you're thinking of oh i own three domains in cyberspace like i have like real estate <laughs> right it's the only real estate that i actually purchase with my own money um, not that i've moved into them <laughs> right so if you're looking for sacred from scared to org again com and cusp of org right those are like those are plots that i bought, purchased um, haven't even found an architect to construct my home, but we have, a, we have a vocabulary, we have a language, which actually means we have a really great bridge to our youth, the realm of faith, the realm of the not-knowing, the realm of belief. The Torah itself begins with the pasuk, which is a pasuk from Tehilim, Blessed is the, na- the nation, the people that know, know your truah. Now again, we know that in the same way the P.S.S. Nehreba last week asked us to know, that yidi'ah is not, knowing God is an internal process. It's not an intellectual process. So yidi'i truah, knowing truah isn't knowing the order of the tziyot. At what time they have to happen, at what intervals they have to happen, how long they have to, what's the relation between the Shvarim and the truah, for example? And the and between the and the and the but those who from the inside. And if they are intimate with this notion of tua, I want to say here not only the blasting of the shafal, but tu'a as in hit as an awakening. Then we walk in God's face, in the light of God's face. That for me is an aspiration, this Pasuk, to intimately know. How to be awakened by the divine and to walk in the light of God's face. Now, Rabbi Nachman is going to bring us into a notion where, where sleep for him is um, short and brief. Yes? Um, but on the other hand, we can't live without it. Al ani mefaresh it is therefore that I, I want to say, I put out there. I set it out. This, this conversation, this Sikha. I want to say, I put this meditation in front of you. Master World, I'm handing myself over to you. So when we put ourselves to bed and we close our eyes, it's a moment of handing ourselves over to God. I deposit my spirit in your hand. I want to think about that image for a moment. What does it mean to lie there in our bed and to have a sense of consciously... Handing ourselves over to God. What is that? We talked about the dangers. We, we talked about, uh, we, we posed the possibility of before going to sleep because <laughs> we're on this journey. You, uh, I pray, I pray that you guard me. Right? This is a time of not only of faith, but it's a time of utmost vulnerability. Be with me always. And guide me in your truth. And teach me how to conduct myself regarding sleep. So, this I want to say is also, um, there's a challenge here I want to pose. And that is, sleep isn't running away. And often people use sleep as a way of running away. Running away from turbulence, running away from questions, running away from what they think is reality. Dirty word, reality. Sleep for Abi Nachman is not a running away. It's a running to. It's a going home this outside world I don't know how to negotiate I don't know how to navigate I glean skills it's, it's learning a language that I can interpret or I can engage other people with but going to sleep is like chuva which is the whole teaching in Likutei is is really, this is embedded in a whole constellation of what chuva means, what going home means. I'm holding on to chuva and I'm translating as going home, not repenting. I always think, when I hear, forgive me, and it's just because I don't have a sensitivity in English, but repent for me is like, you know, it's like, it's like repellent, you know? It's kind of like an insect repellent. Like, so I hear that word, and I hear that word, and they somehow, you know, phonetically, they sound one of the same to me. Therefore, I want to I want to think of tshuva as a going home, going home to God, going home to ourselves, going home to our essence. Not because we were sinners, because we lost our way, because demands of life take over. What does it mean to embrace the art of sleep? And how can we not see the word Shena and Shinui? Sleep and change as one of the same. <laughs> to sleep when it's right, when it's the appropriate time, for the appropriate reasons, when necessary, aligned with your will. Again, not a running away, not an escape, and we're all very schooled in that kind of sleep of the escape. But it is saying, "How do I? How do I? Pre- how do I sleep? How do I sleep?" Which is also placing myself in God's presence. Now, yes, that means that we there are no there are no there are no time outs. In this, in this understanding, right? In this understanding, we're always going to be serving. We're going to be serving in a conscious state, or we're going to be serving in an altered state of consciousness. Never, never not in God's presence. And sleep is an opportunity to be in God's presence in a different way. Without the limitations of my mind, without the limitations of my body, without the limitations of linear time, without the restrictions and confinement of how I was conditioned to to interpret my reality. Okay, for This part, if I was going to recite this before I went to sleep at night, I don't know about that line, (laughs) right? A little bit of sleep. Sanctify me with great holiness. Whoa, Mm -hmm. sleep as a way of cleansing my mind, cleansing my thoughts. Mm -hmm. My mind racing all the time. And I don't know, even know what to think, and I don't even know what's, I don't know what right and wrong is, and I don't know, sometimes, what is holy or isn't holy or is appropriate. Not holy is, 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 is you know, is divine or is an illusion. I don't know. Master of the world, I'm handing myself over to you. Hmm. We think sleep is about giving our body rest? Sleep is about giving our mind to rest. Sleep is about giving our thoughts rest. I remember I was once invited... I love this story. Um, I was invited to a a high school, an open religious young woman. Okay, that's such a... A religious high school for the arts in Yerushalayim. And um, I was given 40 minutes in each class to do prayer... Uh, Kavana and meditation. Mm-hmm. 40 minutes in each class. before, And it was before Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, which was already, uh, you know, they were, they, that school's already ahead of the game because when I went to high school, they'd bring a Haredi rabbi who'd stand in front of us and tell us that we were sinners for 40 minutes. <laughs> they thought that was really a really good way of preparing. There's a, there's a, there's a conversation going on mm-hmm. on Facebook. There's a page called um, Halachic Feminists versus I'm an orthodox feminist and I have a sense of humor. So the ones that think that they're more whatever, than those, they have a halakhic feminist. And on that page, it's been the last two days, has been going on something about high schools and the high school you went to and what you learned from it. And looking back, what did you receive? So that's one of my wonderful memories of being in high school, is Rav Yosefi, who I saw only once that time, but I was so from I even taped it so I could listen to it again so he could stand there and tell us that we were all sinners. It really worked well. On the other, in this school, they invited me to do 40 minutes to talk about prayer, prayer kavana, and meditation. So one young woman, God bless her, at one point she said, "Hamora," I love being called Hamora. <laughs> it's like Mrs. Mrs. Um, she says, "I sit there and I want to meditate, and I sit there and I go, I want to meditate, I want to meditate, I want to, and I can't meditate. And I looked at her and I said, Well, if you just shut up for a minute, maybe you could meditate." <laughs> But <laughs> like, do so I was like, wait, there's no one like, well, to rega. you know, I was like, just shut up. But that's really, like during the day, like we're talking all the time. Our mind doesn't stop. Oh, no, 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 no. The PSS God bless him, he says somewhere in um, in conscious community, he says if you took a snapshot of a person's mind at any given moment, any person, at any given moment, you think they're a crazy person. That's the, that's how we live. I so shash, 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 shash. Sleep? These are your choices, either you meditate and shut up or you sleep and shut up. <laughs> what does it mean to allow our minds to rest? We think that sleep is for our body, but it's also for our soul, it's also for our spirit. It's also for our being. The different parts of ourselves. They all need to rest. A time for renewal. A time for rebirthing. My mind, my soul. (laughs) You know, our heart, our heart gets tired. Our soul gets tired, our spirit gets tired. Because it can also be exhausting to be asking yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week, well, what does God want of me right now in this moment? What does God want of me right now in this moment? Did I do what I was asked to do? Did I do what it was expected of me? Would I do what I was wanted of me? Is this how I'm serving my Creator? Is this what God wants of me? This moment that just passed, the sentence that I just said, is this what God wanted me to be using my vitality, my life, spirit, and my, and my voice? To, like that moment, like what I just said a second ago, is that what God wanted of me? What is the next one? I can just feel my heart restricting, just saying what I said now. Because on the one hand, that's true. We wanna live a life of service every moment. That's also true, what I said a moment ago. What does it mean sometimes to let go, to not be in question, to not be in doubt, to not be in process? That's what sleep can be, to allow my soul, my spirit, my being, my essence to stop, maybe to allow a space so I can learn something new, I can be a different person, I can experience not only myself, I can experience God differently, I can experience my relationship with God differently. Again, the really honest, I want to offer this. When I feel Rabbi Nachman speaking about it's about potency. Right? We think it's about quality. But I want to talk about nutritional sleep. Like what are the nutrients that go into our sleep? Again, not only sweet, but what are the nutrients? How do we (coughs) sustain our sleep? I should merit to sleep in holiness and purity. Great holiness, great purity. Have compassion on me. Help me. Again, I can't do this by myself. I can't do this alone. Help me. Open my soul to gates of compassion. Vetatzavel malachekha hakadoshim sheyanichu etnishmati. And command your holy angels to yanichu etnishmati. To let my soul rest, to place it down compassionately. When we use the phrase to fall asleep, what does that fall look like? So please, your angels, What is this encounter? I need the transition. Who are my guards and my guardian angels on the other side that avail me to go on this journey? My soul is going to go on a journey. I need your angels to escort me, to lead me. To show me the way. So I can enter into these divine gardens, gates. I'm asking to merit, to enter into the palace of faith. which is the highest of the palaces of Ketur. Right? The Sefirah of Ketur has three crowns. emunata, Ta'anung, and the highest is the realm of faith. After that is the realm of pleasure, sometimes revealed, sometimes concealed. Then is will, that's a part of the divine that's actually revealed. But Emunah is the one that is, is considered, the Zohar says, is, Concealed within the divine and not known. Master of the world, I ask you to escort my soul to a place that I don't have comprehension of. That I can't imagine what being there looks like. I don't even know who I'll be when I'm there. And I don't even know how to get there. But your angels can escort me. And let it be with grace. Let it be with compassion. And we will merit, as it says, in Echa. Every day, new? How great is our faith? Chadashim What does it mean to think of our sleep? I want to say it as, as a mikveh for our soul. And we come out of the mikvah and we're different. We're born different. We are different. So we have waters that are mikvah for our body. And here I, I, I want to embrace this image of our sleep being a mikvah for our soul. So therefore, Every day. New intellectual faculties. New spirit faculties. Every day, a new soul. Every day, a new person. Every day, a new way of serving. Every day, a new way of being. And I merit to receive a new mind, a new consciousness new abilities, new perceptions a new soul from the light of your face through the holiness of our sleep now again, that's our choice we can choose to use those hours as where we escape to We can choose to use those hours as feeding our bodies. We can choose to use those hours as also feeding our soul and also feeding our spirit and also surrendering in ways that we aren't capable of in our open eye life. And there's a way in which sometimes... We say, if I only had more hours in the day, and we want to compromise on our sleep. <coughs> but what does it mean that the gift of the way we were created is that we can't function without sleep? So even if we don't want to give ourselves over, what does this mean that the gift is, Master of the World, I have no choice but to be in your presence? and I don't even know what that means, but every day, every day I practice being in God's presence. What does it mean that sleep is the time we practice being in God's presence? And I don't know how to be in your presence and I don't know what that means and I don't know what you're asking of me and I don't know who I am in your presence. What does it mean that we've been created in a way that the master of the world says, unless you're doing a medical 36-hour rotation, right, you are always going to come home. You can only get lost for so long. And at some point, you're going to come home. Every day, you're going to come home. And then, I think what Ruby Nachman is asking of us is to, um, you know, I, I, I'm smiling because um, I want to say something. I, I thought two thoughts and I want to put them together. So, um, one's a little bit facetious. Okay, this is how it goes. Um, so first I wanted to say, so what does it mean to come home when God's home? My, what a what a heartbreaking moment would it be to come home and God's actually out to work. Right. So um, uh, so um, so what does it mean to come home, and God's actually God's actually home? Then I thought to myself, hmm. I always would say that the good thing about um, where my father is right now is, you know, when after someone crosses over. You know, you go to the cemetery, they're always there. <laughs> that's, uh, that's always my joke. It's like, okay, they're always there. Uh, you never, you're never going to go visit them, and they're not going to be there. <laughs> that's a good thing. And the truth is, also, that the Gemara in Masachal Pachot says that sleep is one-sixtieth of death. There is a way that my world of connotations somehow actually negotiate a true conversation between them. <laughs> what does it mean to see sleep as a way of coming home, as a way of encountering the divine? I think Rabbi enough is asking of us to be cautious of what this time is to avail ourselves to the richness of what this can be. The fact that we, that we experience in our dreams situations and moments that are so impossible and that could never be in our open eyed life, maybe sometimes yes, maybe sometimes no, Now, last night I had this whole, I had lines and lines of priests um, singing Shalom Aleichem and a Sefer Torah is being escorted in their midst and everyone is kissing the Sefer Torah. Okay, so what's it going to take for that kind of vision to happen? Not sure. Um, But nonetheless, in my world now, I live with that vision. And it's no less real for me than sitting at this table and for us learning together. I, I had a moment standing and watching and hearing them singing. I heard them. I hear them. I see them. What a gift to be able to know that we serve a, uh, we serve um, we serve a God that doesn't let us go astray for more than a chunk of hours a day. And no matter what is waiting for us. My teacher, Madame Coulette of Blessed Mary, Kislev was was her Yorkite and um, and her discipline of work, the exercises that she did in, in guided imagery were very short. So exercises with her were anywhere between thirty and sixty seconds, not twenty-minute journeys or hour-long journeys, and there was a way in which we knew that as a students, the ultimate work would be to be able to do a whole image with, you know, in the in the bat of an eye. That is why when Rabbi Nachman talks about miut there's a way in which I want to invite to talk about a quality of sleep. So sleep isn't only what we perceive what happens at night in bed. He'll talk about Nikotei Moran, the Babli being sleep, learning being sleep, because awake is being one with God. Awake is being in Dveikut. But we can't be in Dvekut all the time. And sometimes we need to take, take a step back. The Baal Shem Tov will say that when we're learning, we need to take a step back from the learning so we can remember that God is actually present. For when it's the flip. God is always present. <laughs> and sometimes we need to take a step back from the enormity of what that means. So then we rest. So we, sit, we open a book. We open a Gemara. That's resting. I want us to be thinking differently. I want Rabbi Rabbi Nachman, want us to be thinking differently about how we use these notions of awake, our awake life and our sleep life. And to be able to embrace the differences between the sleep that our body needs, the sleep that our soul needs, the sleep that our spirit needs, the different realms of encounter of the divine that we live through, there is a way to encounter the divine through the pleasures of our body. And there are also ways to encounter the divine through the pleasures of our soul, our mind, our heart. I feel like Nachman is, is offering us um, a way to see that the white spaces are pregnant with meaning. They're not empty spaces between the black letters. Then our sleep time is an opportunity, is an invitation to come home, to rest, to open up possibilities of our heart and our mind and our soul, to be different, to live different, to experience different, to know that there are places that within the limitations of my body I'm not able to achieve but when I surrender my body the realm of Emunah the palace of the divine faith and belief it is true that there is a way in which the last step God needs to do for us. So that as we, in our baby steps, learn to take that walk towards, I feel that this is also an invitation to the master of the world. I'm going to show up. I need you to show up too. I need you to send your angels to escort me. I need your arms to be open to me when I get there. That last step. I need you to come to me as I come to you. The month of Kisle, we have long nights for multiple moments. We have short days. That doesn't mean we don't get to sleep during the day doesn't mean we're not awake at night. I think the invitation here is to embrace, a, embrace the totality of who we are, the totality of our life, and to avail ourselves of the gifts of what intimacy is on the one hand, the distancing on the other hand. Our awake time, our sleep time, doing time our settling time Right? when do we get to sit with something ok we're so busy talking we're so busy doing when do we get to sit with a sentence we said a thought we had an image we saw when do we sit with that and the shenah and the shinui how does this time of shenah a time of slumber, of letting go, of surrender. How does that avail us to be other? There's a way in which I pray that we recognize ourselves every morning. (laughs) And there's a way in which I pray that we look in the mirror as we're brushing our teeth and say, who are you? Tell me about yourself right? When I wasn't here, where were you? <laughs> Teach me. Teach me what you learned during the night. Tell me who I am. I'll end with a, a, a fun story that I, that I often share about um, when I was learning um, from my smicha. The first few weeks I always share were hell. And the reason was every morning I'd show up, and it was we were talking apples and oranges, and which is actually why we started learning together because we say boy play at some both apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, when I said that to him, he thought, "Oh, she knows something I don't know." Okay, thank you. Um, but the first few weeks were hell. I'd show up every we would show up at eight thirty in the morning. I start talking, and he, he and he didn't understand a word was what I was saying. And it was like, like how could you not know what's going on? And how could you not know what's up? And then we realized that what was happening was we finished learning at four thirty, and believe me, if you spend the whole day with someone, you never talk to them again until the next morning. And um, but I was still talking to him from four thirty until the next morning. I was still talking to him. <laughs> In my mind, I was, the conversation and learning was going on. And then I would shop at 30 in the morning, and I would continue from where I left I off. Left off. <laughs> <laughs> Not from where we left off. <laughs> so it took a couple of weeks to figure out what the problem was, and then we would start our day with, okay, I'm sorry, tell me, what, it, what, it, what did I miss when I, was, <laughs> when I wasn't here? What did you tell me when I wasn't here? And then I could catch him up on everything I told him when he wasn't there. And then we could start learning, and we were okay. (laughs) It took a couple weeks to figure out what was going on. I want to say the same thing with ourselves. When we wake up in the morning, okay, catch me up. (laughs) This amazing journey, this amazing learning, these amazing experiences. These feelings that you had during the night, these emotions, these encounters, these people, these thoughts, whatever, tell me. Tell me, what did you tell me when I wasn't there? That doesn't mean I what tell me when I wasn't there. Tell me. I bless us to wake up every morning. The part of ourselves recogniz- recognizing ourselves and a part of ourselves being in complete joy and, um, and curiosity as to who we wake up with and how we're waking up and allowing that to inform how we enter into our day, every day, every day new. Every day new. We're new. The world is new. Our experience of God is new. So if you look at me tomorrow as if you never saw me again, then I know you slept well. (laughs) This podcast is supported in part by a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Joey Weisenberg and the Hadar Ensemble. Learn more at risingsong.org. For more from the Sheffield Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page, and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.